You are listening to Biz Secrets Exposed, presented by Fusion Biz Co., where we lift the veil and ask changemaker entrepreneurs to share their gritty stories of challenge, what it really took to get to the top, the sacrifices they made, the hacks they've discovered, and the triumph that came from all of it. Here's your host, Ashley Makovich. Hello, hello, Carissa Hill. Welcome to Biz Secrets Exposed. How are you today? Good. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. It's so funny. I've followed you for years. Like, I don't think you realize, but I've been stalking <laughs> you for so long. One of those people that don't comment that much, but I think you have a real knack for getting into people's brains and understanding what's really going on in there because mm. you're one of the people what whenever you post I stop and I read because I know that you know what's going on in our head yeah so <laughs> don't know how but it's a, it's a thing <laughs> it's a thing have, have other people told you that before all the time every yeah. time I post something like everyone's like you are literally in my head today what is going on I'm like I'm probably psychic I just don't know how to control it like <laughs> <laughs> it's a gift it's a total gift um so I'm going to formally introduce you here so people know who you are and what you've done and how incredible you are so you started a spray tan business from home when you were 21 and grew it into a chain of three stores that ran without you by the age of 25 mm-hmm. you also launched your own wholesale range of hair extensions and got it up to six figures in 12 months You started teaching other salon owners how to use social media to get clients in 2014 and have since helped over 4,000 entrepreneurs to double their businesses so far. Um, You started an advertising agency during the 2020 pandemic and got it up to 200K per year. What recession? None. (laughs) You're passionate about human connection. I love that because that's one of my top values and um, the, uh, the main value of Fusion as well. Um, you understand people and running your business with love versus ego. Yes. Mm. You live on top of Tambourine Mountain with your two sons and you own the rainforest next door. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Um, so before we kick off, how did you manifest that rainforest? Can you share that story? Yes, actually, this is my favorite manifestation story because when I bought my house, like I'm living in my dream house now, I had the checklist of either it was either beach or rainforest view, like I didn't mind which one it was. Um, and, you know, big floor to ceiling glass windows, um, no neighbors next door, you know, bar, fresh water, fruit trees, all that kind of stuff. Um, accidentally found this house as is what happens, like the universe, I put in an offer for another one, didn't get it, was looking at beach houses, they weren't right. And then eventually I was directed up to Tambourine Mountain. And then it was had the rainforest right next door. So I was like, perfect. Yeah. Um, spent all my money to buy the house. And then the rainforest next door came up for sale. And I was like, As I have does. no money. <laughs> what do I do? I don't want someone else to buy it because then that'll ruin the whole, yeah. you know, this house. And so I was like, what if I put down, I had like 20 grand left over or something, like put that down as a deposit and somehow come up with the rest. I was prepared to like ask family to borrow or whatever. The block was about 360 grand. Um, and I had seven months to come up with the money <laughs> and to this day I actually don't know exactly what I did I could not reverse engineer it if I tried but I launched an online I launched about three online courses and I had like I don't know 200 people signed up to like a five thousand dollar a year course or something like that and it was and then another membership that I launched and just by that time like six or seven months I had literally the cash in my bank account for the land so I don't know. 
<laughs> exactly yeah. what I did, but I followed uh, what I did was basically have an idea. Don't question it. Don't talk yourself out of it. Just do it. So mm. it's just really trust the idea and put it out there. Oh, wow. I think even like if, if anyone watching and listening takes that away and implements that in their life, that will see massive changes like that in yeah. itself. I haven't even got to our interview questions yet. That's incredible. <laughs> I love that. And I do get that vibe from you. You just hustle and you just make it happen and you don't let those doubts and things get in the way, which so many of us do, you know, to stop us. Yeah. From, yeah. I mean, I still do, but then I just talk myself out of it and be like, stop it <laughs> it's a mind yeah. game isn't it it's a mind oh. battle consistently like, yeah. like yes um okay so uh this podcast is called biz secrets exposed so can you share with us a juicy secret of yours yeah I was thinking about this um I think well maybe the biggest or the first thing that came to mind was that I'm actually just really lazy like <laughs> And all of my business success, like it looks like I like I have done a lot, but I everything that I do, I try and get like the maximum results for the least amount of effort possible. Mm -hmm. And even when I was growing my like beauty salon, I very quickly like hired someone else to actually do the work so that I could just you know do the social media marketing because I like just laying around on my phone. Um, <laughs> like every business that I grow I kind of set it up with like how can I do almost nothing but get like the maximum amount of results um smart. so yeah I don't know if it's smart or if it's lazy but it works <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a really good example of turning what could be a perceived weakness into a strength you know yes. like especially as a business owner we we cling on to so many tasks that we probably don't really need to be doing anymore and if you're like, if you've just totally flipped that on its head and say, okay, how much can I outsource and how little can I do and how much can I stick to my strengths? Yes. Mm. Yeah. Cause I also know that I'm not someone that has like a consistent amount of energy either. My energy is all over the place. So I can't work, you know, 12 hour days every day. I will work like three in a row and then I'll burn out for a week. So I really need to have people that can work so I can be the like creative behind the scenes kind of person mm, yeah yeah I love it sounds like you know yourself really well like that's what business yeah. does they, it's the <laughs> personal development like understanding yourself isn't yeah. it learning through failures yep <laughs> yeah yeah all right so take us back to the beginning when you first um launched your first salon um yeah. take us back to you know why why you started your business what was going on in your life and how you moved into hustle mode mm -hmm. so I was working as a graphic designer at a signage company and I, I always was a massive tomboy growing up like I was never even interested in hair or beauty or makeup or anything um and then I don't know there came a point where I was like yeah 19 20 that I started being interested in like being a girl or like you know looking feminine and I wanted to look good and I could never tan in the sun so I discovered spray tans and I got addicted to them instantly because I was like oh my god I look amazing like I feel really good about myself and really confident when I have a tan on um, and I started getting them like every week like religiously and but I had to drive a really long way to get one because there wasn't one around me. And I just had this idea one day. I was, I hated my job at that point too. I was just so over it, but I didn't know what else to do. Um, and I just had this idea of like, oh, what if I bought my own spray tan machine 
Um, and I looked online and I found like a setup for about $500. I only had $800 in my savings account at the time, um, bought it, set it up in my house and couldn't spray tan myself, obviously, but got my partner to do it. And then just decided, well, there's probably so many other people around this area that can't get spray tans either. So I'll start doing them. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I just, uh, Facebook didn't exist at that point either. There was only MySpace. <laughs> so oh my I started a MySpace page oh my God. for the business. <laughs> and yeah, and then I figured out, I guess, social media marketing that way. It was pretty accidental. It was, but it was all just about like filling a need. Like, yeah. well, I like this and I want this and I want to pay for this. So there's probably other people that are like me. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and then it just took off really quickly. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And take us through um, like your journey of businesses. So you very quickly removed yourself from your businesses and started, mm-hmm. um, you, you start even launched another business. Um, so take us through the, the journey of like, yeah, how you've, you've shifted and, and how it was for you to also like let go of the reins and let other people mm-hmm. take over. That is the challenging part, um, <laughs> one of the biggest challenging parts. But I think I was, I don't know if I was forced into it. I can't remember specifically, but I think something happened or I had to have a surgery or something at some point when I just had my new spray tanning business. And one of the other, one of the clients that I had was like, oh, train me up and I'll do it for you for a couple of weeks. So you don't have to close the business while you rest and recover. And I did that. And then I had the realization moment of like, I don't have to do the work. I'm still making money and I'm doing nothing. Um, (laughs) So um, that was, I think, the seed that was planted. And then I like my goal become like, well, how how much money can I make without like doing things and how many more people, like how big can I grow? Basically, I I like a challenge. Um, So, yeah, I had that business and I ran it after hours for my day job for about a year before I quit the job um, because I felt like I was making enough then that I didn't have to. And then I opened a shop um, to get it out of my house. And then I just started hiring people. Like I was just, you know, I'll hire them, I'll train them. Um, it was it was a big mess for the first year or two. Like I literally had no idea what I was doing. I didn't know how to train people. I didn't know how to manage people. I was like 22, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, no idea. Um but I guess I just made a lot of mistakes really quickly as well. There was a lot of mental breakdowns. A lot of people didn't do what I asked them to do. A lot. Of, some people stole money from me. They stole customers. They went opened their own business. Like all yeah. of all of that. Yeah. Um, and I felt it all. But I I guess I just didn't let it break me completely. I had my little meltdowns, and then I would just get back to it. Mm-hmm. learn from it get rid of that person get another person try and do it better every yeah. time like taking responsibility what was what was I doing wrong how can I better systemize things um but also being a bit of a ADHD type entrepreneur I just followed the dopamine I think that was my biggest strategy I didn't think things through very much I was like oh what if I opened another salad all right let's jump in and do that what if I opened another one okay or what if I imported my own range of products so I was just always like kind of Mm. curious and just doing like I just talk myself into doing things rather than talk myself out of it so yeah um, and follow the energy like if you were just following where your energy was flowing and that's always going to lead you in the right way because you're always going to be then lit up by your business and what you're doing 
Yes, but- I kept it exciting because I get bored very easily. So I feel like I always need to have something. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, um, as I mentioned before, uh, I love for um, our incredible entrepreneurs that we interview to share some of the tough moments in business or in life, you know, some breakdown moments, because that really helps people see that, you know, what, what you've achieved in life, it's possible for them too. So can you please take us to a breakdown moment of yours and take it and share that experience with us? Mm-hmm. I have had so many and I continue to have them. And I felt like I should pre-frame that because it's never just one. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, probably the biggest first one that I had was when my first employee was like literally lying and stealing from me. And she was like booking clients in and telling them that the FPOS was broken and they had to pay cash. And then she was deleting them from the system. And like, I felt just so used and betrayed um and then like I was I'm also a massive people pleaser and I don't like conflict so I felt so uh like it was so hard to talk to her Mm -hmm. about that and then you know she made excuses and apologized and everything and I gave her a second chance and was like oh maybe she's young and she just needs to learn a lesson um I was young and needed to learn a lesson (laughs) because she did it again um yeah for like ongoingly for a while it turns out she did it to everyone that employed her after that too because I had a phone call years later from her boyfriend that was like, oh, she's like in big trouble. Um, wow. But, yeah, I had things like that happen a lot and it always really, really rocked me and my faith in people and my faith in myself as a leader as well. Like why would people do that to me? I'm trying to help them, you know, I'm trying my hardest. Um, lots of tears, lots of feeling like I can't do this it's it's worthless it's too hard I have to do it all myself Mm. kind of stuff um and then I guess how I get through things like that I even this year the start of this year I had all my team leave as well because they were sick I had a I had a team of six at the start no not not four at the start of this year and everybody left within like a month um One had a baby, one got really sick, one I had to let go of because she couldn't do the work properly and then my virtual assistant left as well and I was like, what the F? Oh, wow. (laughs) How's that for a clearing of the slate? Right? (laughs) (laughs) So, um, and, I yeah, I have my little meltdown. I have my breakdown. It usually lasts a week, sometimes Mm. two weeks. Um, Yeah. And then eventually I guess I get, I just get to this point where I'm like, I'm not, I can't let this stop me um, or I'm not going to let this beat me or, you know, it's, it's an opportunity, I reframe it so that it's like an opportunity to rebuild differently. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then I guess you also think, what's the alternative? Like, I think when yeah. things like that happen, you go into fight or flight and you're like, that's it, I'm throwing it all in. And yep. then like, okay, what's the alternative? I could go and get a job in the city and have to commute <laughs> there every day and sit in, an, in a soul crushing office. No, thank you. I'd rather, you know, have these, choose these heart problems, you know? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Thank yeah. you for sharing that. Cause I know many of our members are, um, employers and I know that once you step into that realm of becoming an employer, like, you know, 50% of your time is people management and dealing with staff and staff issues and, you know, people's lives and problems. So thank you for sharing that. I'm sure it's going to be super relatable. Um, All right. So uh, what about let's switch gears and let's, I know that you've had so many successes in business, but take us to one of your biggest pinch me moments. 
Um, probably when I started in online business, like I started coaching and I started teaching online courses. So um, when I started doing that, I still owned my salons at the time. And I was like, I realized that salon owners were like, how did you get to three salons? How do you not work in them? How do you get clients with Facebook? And I'm like, I just assumed that everybody knew how to do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I was like, all right, I'll try and teach people. But I'm like, I have no idea if what I do is going to work for them. Like, I, had, I don't know. And I kind of really doubted that I even could help people with um, what I taught. And so I guess when I finally plucked up the courage to start to sell something, like I started doing free content for ages without selling anything. I was just you know, video tips and blogs yeah, and yeah, I remember that. Wanted, yeah. And mm-hmm. um, then I launched my first course and I was just like, oh shit, I'm going to have to refund everyone because this is going to suck like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, and then people just started posting all these like, oh my God, Carissa, I just made $3,000 off a boosted post. And like, oh my God, I've just doubled my business this month because of this ad that you wrote that. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, I can, like, one, it's, like, kind of confirmed to me that I'm good at marketing. I didn't know that I was good at marketing. Um, I didn't even know what marketing was. I was just on social media talking to people. Yeah, because I think that's what you put first. It's not marketing, it's connection. And I think that really comes through with you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, So I guess that was my first pinch me moment where I was, like, one, I can make money selling my knowledge rather than selling my time. Mm -hmm that was a huge shift for me. Like I used to have to do, you know, hair extensions or spray tans and like get all covered in hair and tanning equipment and have the same conversations with people over and over again. And like now I can just make a video or a series of videos or an ebook and just sell it over and over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have to repeat myself anymore. Yeah. um, So that was huge. Mm. And then when I, I kept doing that over and over again, and then my biggest launch was um, like I had a hundred and hundred and five thousand dollar launch, and then I had a four hundred and fifty thousand dollar launch. My biggest wow. one was seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Wow! COVID. Yeah. So I was just like, yeah, this is real. No, I can do this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So each time it just got bigger and better. That's that's yeah. amazing. Cool. I love that. Um. All right. And now, so. You have been very good at shifting with the market trends when it comes to marketing. I know that you're always, um, I actually think I listened to a podcast that you did with Kim Barrett um, Mm. and and you were talking about what you were doing back then. That was a while ago. But can you share with us what the market's looking like today? What's working in marketing now? Yeah, well, I'm really big on like direct response marketing and direct response advertising. That's what I'm kind of obsessed with at the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, especially for hair and beauty salons because um, I still I own an advertising agency now. So I write a lot of ads for them and yeah. my team like sets them up and manages them and stuff. Um, but what I find works best is always like engaging, like if you want to get clients and you want to make money with your posts, which is what I specialize in, not like yes, engagement, but more so I focus on like money making things. Mm-hmm. Um you need to get like super specific with who you're talking to and you need to make it kind of engaging or fun for them to engage with it. So as an example for a hair salon, I wouldn't just write an ad about 
like going blonde or whatever it's kind of like put your hand up in the comments if you're like how bad is your regrowth right now and do you want a quote for getting it done or like something like that so it's always got to be about the audience like I think always everything that I post I'm always like how is this going to entertain or educate or benefit my audience in some way Mm -hmm. um how can I do something that's going to make it fun for them to engage with, not just make it all about me and what I'm selling or what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the more you can know who you're talking to and what's going on inside their heads, that's that's always been the secret. That's always been the key. But I think these days, like, people just really want interactive, fun, connection kind of stuff. Yeah, relatable. Yeah, so yeah. true. Yeah. And in terms of Facebook advertising, because you have your agency now, um, tell us what's working there. Did the iOS changes really make much of a difference? Like can mm. small businesses still get in the game and really see some um, some good growth through Facebook ads now? Yes, I think, I mean, the changes are annoying, but Facebook changes things constantly. And I've been using Facebook ads since they existed. So I guess I'm kind of just meh about it like you know they change something and I'm like well I could choose to be upset about this or I could just choose to adapt and go with it um so there's not you can't be as specific targeted anymore like you used to be able to there's so many more interests that you could Mm -hmm. use so now that's what I I think the secret is like know who you're talking to but you have to call them in with the words like with the post that you write not the targeting or anything so you have to like really talk to that human about what they're thinking what they're wanting like um Mm. and it's not so much about selling the service it's about selling the result that you know that they want like I just wrote an ad for um skin needling and she told me everything about it and I was like well why do people want it though and she's like oh they want to like tighten their face so I'm like all right skin needling will tighten your face that's the headline of the ad like um and then it went on about that but it's like yeah, you have to know who who you're talking to before you start writing a post. Don't write a post and then try and get it in front of people. Yeah. That's the trick. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And any tips on, um, you know, getting in people's head and, and like really understanding what they're going through? Because you're so good at that. So what's your tip? <laughs> Ask questions and listen and write down the answers. Like just use real, actual real words that your clients say out loud real thoughts that you have in your head mm-hmm. as well, because that's, that's my secret. Like a lot of my posts, I'm just writing about myself, my own thoughts, my own life, my own problems, but I know yeah. someone else feels exactly the same yeah. way or is going through the same thing. Um, but definitely with attracting your clients, like if you don't know for sure, you have to ask them questions, whether that's in person, whether that's in your inbox, whether that's on interviews yeah. like this and you have to really just be curious keep asking ask really vulnerable personal questions as well like mm. you know what made you get to that point yeah yeah what was before? the thought that you had that made you want to do this mm-hmm. um and then they'll tell you and then you can like take that thought and turn it into a blog post or an ad or a yeah. promotion or something yeah yeah, I really like that. That's really practical, good advice. And, um, you know, that's why it's so important to come to networking events and talk to people mm. and see, get their fresh perspectives on what's going on. And, um, yeah, because you can get so in your own head thinking you know exactly what your ideal client 
wants or, or, you know, what they're going through. But sometimes it could be mismatched, you know. So, yeah, it's important to get other people's actual words and use their actual words in your marketing as well, like you said. So, yeah, yeah, love that. Is there any other tips that you want to share with us that you feel like would be really relevant for small business owners today? Yeah, well, for coaching right now, I'm dabbling with ads for coaching. I've always used a free ebook to kind of grow my audience and my coaching business and that's worked really well but the lead cost has been very expensive lately so at the moment what's working is I'm running blog posts as ads so I'll write a blog about something and if it's successful and a lot of people like that post and they relate to it they comment I will put it on my website and run it as a traffic ad and people if they want to read the blog will click to my website and then on my website it's like come and follow me on Instagram or come and join my Facebook group or come and download my free ebook um don't go for the sale straight away yeah so it's really I mean that used to be popular years ago but I haven't seen many people doing it lately so I've just it's getting like 30 40 cents a click Mm. um as opposed to three dollars a lead so so yeah it's pretty good Yeah, that's cool. I think people need more warming up these days. I think um, as a consumer, we are getting too savvy and too smart about the whole funnel thing. You know, we want to we want to see that you actually really care about us and, and you actually really want to put that time in to get to know us and to warm us up, you know, and to you show have to them. have like a genuine connection with the brand or the personal brand or the person that you want to buy with. And you need to understand like their personality, their values, like why they're doing what they're doing and people want to buy because they like the person that they're buying from, not necessarily just because they need the thing that they're selling. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you have a free Facebook group, uh, Facebook group called coffee with Carissa. That's right. Yep. Um, I don't know how I got in there because I'm pretty sure it was just for salon owners and things back in the day, but I've been in there for ages. And um, I think everything you write is so relevant for any small business owners and I think you've kind of shifted that anyway so yeah well um, now I'm not 100% focused on salons like I still have a lot of them as my audience and clients but also like personal brands and educators are coming to me for help all the time at the moment too so I'm just opening to that yeah yeah and so you give a lot of value in that group so anyone who's watching or listening can um, probably just find that by searching in Facebook coffee with Carissa I'm guessing c-a-r-i-s-s-a yeah yeah Cool. Um, and where, uh, what else are you up to? Where else um, can we find out more about you? And uh, where do you want to direct people to? And then we'll go, go into the quick fire round. Yeah, um, I'm finally started taking real seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I was no, like, I don't want to dance. I don't want to do ad libs and stuff. And I'm like, well, what, how do I want to do them? I want to yeah. make a 60 second video talking to the camera, sharing a story. That's yeah. my style. That's what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. But I'm aiming to do one every day. I didn't, I haven't done one for a few days now because I had a little full moon mental breakdown like a lot of us did over the weekend. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Like everyone's like, what the hell just happened? I'm like, I don't know, but I cried for like three days. Um, Let it out. Yeah, so yeah, I'm going to start recording again today. Um, But yeah, Reels on Instagram, Carissa Hill Coach is my um, user name there. Thanks. And those are the reels I actually watch more anyway. I, I hmm. feel like I can't deal with the dancing ones anymore. So I literally just keep scrolling. I love the ones. I don't know if you follow Alex Hormozzi. I, I was in a mastermind with him when he oh. was like literally just starting. Like that's my claim to fame. Him and Layla wow. were at their like grandma's kitchen table or something. And I was in the mastermind group with oh them. God. And then they just went. <laughs> yeah, they've really blown up. But it's because the oh. value they give, you know, like and yes. I, I don't know if they were the first doing it, but. When I um, hear you, people talk about reels like that, you know, giving like nuggets of gold advice, short nuggets, 
that's what they do so well and yeah. I love I'm loving seeing more of that now so yeah, yeah. I love you love you going down that path it's really you too so all right let's get into the quick fire round what is your top mindset hack that keeps you on top of your game um I talk to myself out loud um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm being really depressed and anxious and horrible I'll just be like stop it <laughs> get the fuck up <laughs> have a shower <laughs> put some music on and start doing something like I get to that point all the time like I'm, I'm definitely a very up and down person I'm not like stable mm -hmm. <laughs> in that sense like I go I have my high highs and I have my low lows but yeah I just talking to myself out loud seems to be the best thing at the moment so yeah I, yeah. I saw your post on that the other day and I tried it like I was trying I was rushing around the house trying to get the kids ready and blah 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 and then um like I like you feel the anxiety building in you and I just said to myself stop like out yes. loud I said stop it's gonna be okay we'll get there in time we'll get there when we get there and it kind of worked like it yeah. did reduce the cortisol so thank you <laughs> you're welcome it works really well at the moment so yeah take that one <laughs> yeah so your go-to self-care when you feel burnout creeping in? Um, it depends. If I feel like I need to be around people or I can be around people or like go, you know, get a massage or something like that or go to a cafe. And um, But if I feel like I need to be like just alone, alone, then I'll usually just, you know, watch movies or have a bath or something like that so or yeah. call a friend or tell a friend that I need to like talk something out so mm -hmm. and yeah. you live in a, you live in a rainforest so you could literally just go down and be with I the tree just go outside yeah <laughs> I do that a lot <laughs> uh your best piece of advice for a business owner is having a tough day um it's normal we all have them don't think that there's anything wrong with you and don't compare yourself to everyone who looks like they're fine on social media because a lot of the time they're not. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and also just just keep going and, yeah, remind yourself of why you're doing it. Yeah, good one, yeah. Something you wish you knew before you started your very first business? Uh, that I should probably read business books and learn... <laughs> a business um I thought I knew everything I thought I didn't need help so yeah whether taking a course reading books getting a coach that stuff was all very very impactful when I finally did it yeah I'm sure you're a pro at that now like mm. you know it's, there's so much help out there um for yeah you know in a, a $30 book even like let mm. alone joining a mastermind and having that accountability is just amazing so mm. yes amazing okay well um, so for our listeners, if you got um, a gold nugget from this interview, we'd love you to take a screenshot and share and tag at Fusion Biz Co and at Carissa Hill Coach. Is it, that's it? Yep. Yep. Um, and share on Instagram so we can reshare your key takeaway. That would be amazing. And um, thank you so much, Carissa, for joining me today. You've been amazing as always. I knew that you would be. Um, is there anything that you want to close out the interview with? not that's coming to mind just thank you so much for having me and yeah I hope everyone's going well and <laughs> yeah. 
if you get, ever come to get Perth, through the hard things with the, if you're having them if you yeah. ever come to Perth we'd love to have you speak for I've never been to Perth I would love that if you invite me to Perth I'll probably fly there just to speak so like oh sweet yeah. invite Done. me as a speaker 2023 Done. <laughs> all right let's do it <laughs> all right bye fusion fam 